Hey, welcome right. back, Jack. How's it going? It's going fine, my man. We got nice fall weather coming up, and we got a lot of new changes on the horizon for us here at the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. And I want to welcome back everybody out there listening to us today. Um, thank you for coming back for another episode, and we got something yeah. new today, right, Jack? Oh yeah, super stoked! Yeah, yeah, this is going to be fun because we're taking a little detour of what we typically talk about in the the health sector, um, but nothing, nothing any less interesting for sure. Um, I actually think this is one of the cooler episodes that we're we're having on the show recently. And maybe of all time for sure. Um, we have Kira Amundsen on the line from um, Greenleaf Business Solutions out of Southern California. And she's going to be talking to us today about uh, cannabis and the workplace. So, Kira, are you on with us today? I sure am. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Kira. Thank on? you for for Hi, for coming on here, and I know we're we're actually in the late morning here up in New York, and you're calling us bright and early out there in California. Um, so thank you so much for for being on the show today, and we're really excited to have you because this is, I think, um, a really important topic. Because not only is you know we usually, as I mentioned before, talk about how cannabis can really focus on the individual, but what we're seeing, you know, obviously in the past, especially five years, I would say, is mm-hmm. just cannabis. The legality of it is blowing up across the country. Right. And across the world, and employers are starting to needing needing to really take a look at this in more depth and figuring out how are they going to navigate this new landscape with their employees, mm-hmm. um, and not even just employees, I would say, but I, I know that there's issues with the federal banking level of legality of that in general, um, and how you know different companies that are trying to get involved in this industry can, can actually take advantage of it. So today, really excited because a um, little bit different of a show, but super important, super interesting stuff. Kira is going to be on today to kind of help us walk through that. And figure out, um, you know, what are the most important things that are affecting the um, the cannabis uh, community today, and and what can we expect from that industry moving forward? Um, so, Kira, thank you so much for being on, and and I just would love for you to give us a little bit of background um, on yourself and and on Greenleaf Business Solutions, um, and just you know what we can uh, expect to hear a little bit about today. Be great. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, my name's Kira Amundsen. I'm Vice President of Greenleaf Business Solutions. And basically, we were founded because I worked and my partners worked in the traditional space, um, helping mm-hmm. out clients with payroll, HR, safety, all the stuff that's already uh, highly needed in the traditional space. Yeah. And we were constantly kicking off cannabis companies. And at the time, you know, I was like, what is going on? Why can't we service these companies? And mm-hmm. uh, realized it was obviously due to federal regulation and they couldn't muddy up their book of business, uh, you know, the paychecks and ADPs of the world. And so Greenleaf mm-hmm. was founded. Uh, Greenleaf Business Solutions, what we do is we provide HR. We give our clients a dedicated HR personnel that's going to help create their entire infrastructure um, from handbooks, job descriptions, you name it. Mm-hmm. And then we also support them by doing their payroll. Uh, we create all of their safety procedures. We are there whenever they need anything. Um, we also support them with technology when it comes to timekeeping and mm-hmm. how are they going to keep up with all of their HR infrastructure. So we have an HR online uh, database mm-hmm. and we help them electronically onboard their employees all the way mm-hmm. from you know bringing them on board, getting them in timekeeping to when they exit. Wow. Um, so that's what we do. We we like to call ourselves a partner, not a provider. Uh, we're really close and intimate with our clients and just really help them navigate this super, super crazy industry yeah. um, that they've embarked upon. And here we're here in California. So the majority of our clients are Californians. So mm-hmm. 
those of you listening that you know California, it's a crazy state um, as an employer, um, and then you throw cannabis in there, and it gets even crazier. Yeah. So that's what we do. That no, that's so dope. You, yeah, you guys do a ton. So it's not just. I mean, we're. To, I mean, and I'm. I'm just thinking about the employee life cycle, I guess, of a business. And I mean, you're. It's payroll. It's it's HR. It's it's all the different insurances that you have to buy. And and I have to imagine that. Um, I mean, you know, being in California, you guys are in the like the cannabis mecca of the world, one of, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you have a lot of cannabis companies that you're working for, and the biggest hurdle that I would imagine that they're facing um, is that they just they can't get the funding, right? Like, they, there's a lot of federal regulations that businesses will need to get up and running, and and that's one of the first roadblocks that they typically stumble across, and and that seems to be where is that kind of where you guys come in and and kind of fill in the gap sometimes and and help those businesses out and get moving and what they're trying to accomplish or yes i wouldn't say funding right so they all seem to have quite a bit of money it takes a lot of money here in california to get going yeah Mm -hmm. i'd say the average person getting a license they spend at least a half a million before uh, even just to get licensed before they even start opening up the doors wow um what the issue is though Mm -hmm. is Uh, placing that money, right? Having a bank that will allow you to bring that kind of money in, they start asking questions. And according to the federal law, it's still federally illegal. So banks are federally regulated and therefore they can't transparently place their money at a bank. So that's where we run into a lot of issues with clients um, as far as that goes. And what we've tried to do to help navigate around all of this is uh, build value in us, right? Where we have really great connections and try to place them with the connections we have that will bank tra- um, marijuana companies right. transparently. Um, and or if it comes down to it and they can't get a bank account and they don't even want to go down that route, we will handle cash clients. Um, when we have physical means to be able to collect their cash, we go ahead and take a cash client on. So really? it's, it's wow. very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That is. Yeah, is it... so payroll, I mean, payroll is one of the largest expenses a business would have, right? Yeah, so so true. if we can handle, also we'll have, what we'll see is if they can have an account, maybe they just do their taxes and their invoice with us through their bank account, and then they'll offset the cash, the net cash to their employees, because that's a pretty big chunk. Yeah. So if it just, it really depends. We see it on all different angles. We see bank accounts get shut down. We see them getting a new bank account. We see changing a bank account a lot more often than you'd see in a traditional business. So it's I think everyone's on the same page across the country trying to navigate yeah. this whole banking uh, dilemma. Yeah, it's something that's so new now. And so you guys are really, mm-hmm. and you're really in a position to, I mean, this, it's a really challenging landscape, the, the, the cannabis regulatory landscape, I guess. And so really like part of a big part of what you do is just helping businesses operate in that landscape. <laughs> because I mean, I, yeah. I would imagine if you weren't around, like what resources would they have to, to, to do a lot of these things that they need to do with their employees and to operate the business in general. Right. I mean, that's like, you take a lot of that yeah. administrative stuff off of their plate. It sounds like. Yes, absolutely. And what we, I think where we really shine is any HR payroll provider out there, that's, you know, that's what they do um, Mm -hmm. to traditional businesses. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, you have five agencies in your state that you need to follow. And some of those agencies conflict with what they say to do. So how do you know which agency you should be following? Mm -hmm. And then in California, you throw the BCC, which is the Bureau of Cannabis Control in, and other states, they all have their own agencies. 
So what we do is we help our clients navigate, you know, hey, how are you going to follow California law but still abide by BCC? A good example of that is in California, they say that we ban the box, meaning you can't ask people when they apply if they have a felony. Well, in cannabis in California, you can't have a felony and Hmm. work in the cannabis space Mm -hmm. because the government wants to make sure you're far removed from any gang activity or any type of activity that can consider um, you not deemable to work in the space. So we've seen clients where they're still asking, are you a felon? I'm like, you cannot do that because you got to follow California law. So we help wow. them navigate that whole thing. It's just a, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just ordering things a little bit different. You know, hey, instead of asking them, I'm going to give them the job offer, but I'm going to have contingencies. Oh. You have to pass my background check. So we help them navigate and help them wow. kind of layer it all together. And a lot of clients in this space are considered startups. So it's really awesome because we get to help really come in and say, here's how you're going to do it. And here's how you're going to be compliant. Mm -hmm. And here's how you're going to avoid all of the little mistakes (laughs) a lot of people make. And let's just keep this well-oiled machine from the very get-go. So even at your five employees you have now, Mm -hmm. you might have 300 by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And all of these good practices we put in place will ring true even at that size. So uh, that's what we like to do. We like to come in and just roll up our sleeves and help them put in all of the policies and procedures that are going to help them avoid any issues down the line. And a lot of these people going into business and doing what they do, I mean, that's their specialty, but their specialty is not understanding BCC regulations, I would imagine. So the the value add that you guys are providing with partnering with these companies is huge. I mean, because I would have to imagine, I mean, I, we like the BCC, I mean, that is a very specific California cannabis regulatory group, right? An entity. So I would have, and I would have to imagine that like, when this goes legal or in other states when it goes you know when it goes legal all these other you know state uh, regulatory agencies will start popping up and then you're going to not only do you have the department of labor osha homeland security but now you have this other regulatory compliance that you have to look at also um and so if you're if you're like an entrepreneur and if you like are really good at making you know candy edibles <laughs> for example um <laughs> but like you know but, but you're just you you didn't go into business to to focus on the bcc or or the department of labor laws um for that matter so i mean it's i can imagine like if if you're not prepared and you know you try and start a business like that either you're going to get shut down if you're not following regulations and the fines are big enough or you're just not going to get off the ground efficiently mm-hmm. or effectively because you you just are you're you're just doing whatever you can to keep on top of the laws so with you guys essentially it sounds like what you do is you come in and you just kind of clear a lot of that off their plate and and also just kind of handhold them through that process um with your expertise which is sounds amazingly helpful for companies out there so Yep, a hundred percent. You think of a traditional business and it's same story, right? They don't know the laws. You don't get in business to do the laws. Yeah. And then you throw in cannabis. And just like you said, you know, I, I think about when it becomes federally legal, um, you have all the state agencies and you have the federal. So yeah. it, it's going to become pretty crazy, but. That's what we're here for. Yeah, we're that's here right. To be the yeah. Experts, so right? we're not right. So we're not buying the the chronic carts and the dank vapes, and we legalize everything. I mean, that's what we want, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like we want everything yeah. legalized, and 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 that's so much better, you know, to to have people to walk us through these these regulatory processes, and in the end, having safe options, right? That's what we want. Um, so that's no, yep. that's that. It sounds like what you're really doing is helping the Californian economy, which is amazing. And I would have to imagine, um, you guys operate in other states as well, right? I mean, there's business. That, we do. Yeah, because I would right California That's businesses awesome. of other states and and if they're in other, I'm curious if they're in like Colorado for example or in like Oregon, do you guys 
also do the same type of work in, in those states? We do, yeah. That's so great. they would have a dedicated HR person that would be the expert of that state's laws. That's amazing. So same thing. Um, I talk about California a lot just because obviously being located yeah. here, we have probably the strictest laws. So it's easy to uh, explain how complicated it can be, but mm-hmm. that's at the extreme, right? So yeah. the other states, it's really actually nice. It's a breath of fresh air. It's a little bit easier to deal with, um, even on their regular employment law. And then usually when they have relaxed employment laws, like Oklahoma, for example, mm-hmm. um, it, their agencies usually kind of follow that. Not that they're relaxed rules when it comes to the marijuana industry, but when it comes to uh, the employment law, if they are relaxed, it's usually they're not as crazy as California. Mm-hmm. California's just, Bureau of oh, Cannabis right. Control is yeah. 138 pages of, you know, just telling you exactly how you got to do things. I mean, um, California, you guys have Oklahoma. like stress laws, I think. <laughs> like it's, oh, I mean, yeah. the regulatory landscape in California is crazy. If you're stressed out, I believe, and I can be wrong about this, but if you're, I hear if you're stressed out in California, you get to take a certain amount of time off. Is that, is that right? Or something? Isn't there a law like that? Oh, <laughs> Maybe we're wrong about that. California is crazy. <laughs> You can't do anything in California as an employer, basically, just yeah. to sum it up. But you can smoke um, cannabis if you're an employee. You just have to do it the right way. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Within the law. So we're in the right spot to be offering yeah. service, that's for sure. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So cool. So, no, that's great. That's really good to know because obviously, like, business owners, they're not going to just be operating out of one. Well, a lot of times, especially startup, you're operating in one location. But mm-hmm. as you grow, especially if you're a cannabis company, like when other markets are opening up and, and legalizing, you know, like Illinois this year, Massachusetts recently, like all these other places, like you're going to want to, you know, start looking into those places yeah. and, and moving shop there. And, and you're going to have to know the laws and having a partner that's going to help with that is going to be hugely important. Yeah, they're going to need help, those businesses. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. yeah, 100 percent. We we do have um, a client right now who's buying up in other states. Um, once they become pretty good at this, especially in California, it is very attractive to go and get a license in those other states and start operating as well. Yeah. Especially with the different taxes and things like that. Yeah. It's in it's it's a um it's good play on their part, right? I also um, just we think... also have Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I also just think that like being from California just gives you like a level of street cred when it comes to the cannabis industry. So like, that's just, that's just my yeah. take on it though, personally. But yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? For sure. <laughs> um, and also what we're seeing too is we work really closely with the CPA and mm. um, lawyer industries or um, what am I trying to say? Community. And um, they actually will refer us out of state clients too. So they're working. They're spreading their wings. They're getting connected That's with awesome. clients across yeah. the different across the country in different states um, because you got to have a good CPA in this industry as well. Yeah, so dope. Absolutely. Um, and and is there? We wanted to ask how how um, as far as like educating the employers and the employees on this stuff. Is that something that that you guys would focus on? Because I I mean obviously like in California it's it's, it's a very um, I mean, it's familiar already. It's been around. I think medically it's been around since the 90s. But um, in other states, obviously, where this is going to be brand new, like New York is one of, even though New York is is pretty liberal when it comes to it, but I mean, we're still not legal. But there's other states that are much less liberal that will be legal at some point. Is that is there any type of education that happens or in that sense, like working like with the business owners or the employees in any way on your end? 
You know, usually the employer is kind of taking care of that. You know, Mm -hmm. at a dispensary, for example, the bud tenders, they need to be well educated on the product and what's going to help certain people coming in with the Mm -hmm. ailments that they have or whatnot. So we don't really focus necessarily on that, but we do focus on helping out um, with trainings as far as safety procedures. Mm. You know, so for example, um, we have LMS system and on that we do the harassment training, which is obviously across any type of business Mm -hmm. needs to do harassment training. Um, But in time, we'll be throwing in things like cash handling, um, safety precautions when you are in the, when you're a distributor, Hmm. you know, your employees are basically an extension of your company and they're out there driving around with your product, your money, and you got to make sure that they're doing things right and being safe. So they don't run into a holdup situation or they're not being tailed or they're not setting up a holdup situation. Those Mm -hmm. are all things that the government is really worried about. Um, and those, that's why there's so many crazy laws here in California. They just don't want any of that business happening. And so those are, t- those are the types of trainings that we'll help out with. Um, one of the things that I did with a client uh, that we did with a client recently is they have a hard time sometimes uh, tracking and uh, keeping, retaining some of the lower paid jobs. So like trimmers, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. um, uh, the manager of that department was just having a really hard time keeping them. So we did a coaching on uh, what an interview should look like, what the interview process should be. Yeah. Um, at the time, she wow. was just doing one interview. And we were explaining, our HR professionals were explaining that sometimes by doing three interviews, Mm -hmm. you might get a lower paid employee to commit to the job because they had to get put through the ringer to get that job. And um, also it gives an opportunity for that employer to whoever's doing the interviews to explain possibility of the career path. You know, hey, if they were this crazy on just the lower wage job and getting in the door, I need to take it serious. And then now I'm in a company that actually has a path to grow and I can make a career of being here. So we do things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and just really help open, open the door and open the eyes for just changing up little practices internally that could get a better result and have uh, better leadership. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff, I mean, it really sounds like, um, you know, it's just, it's, a lot of these people going into the, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this. I, I get the sense that a lot of the smaller startups are just people that are very passionate about like cannabis and, and whatnot and, and what they're doing. But I, I do think that the huge value add here is just they're not passionate about HR probably right? Right. And, and like hiring and interviewing and, and like making sure you're collecting the right documentation. Um, so making sure that we're, we're getting those right people in there. I mean, and, and keeping the business like strong and keeping that internal brand strong is, is, is definitely important when you're, when you're working with those uh, employees, I'm sure it sounds like. Jack, were you going to say something? Yeah, right. So like speaking on employees, so with cannabis, dealing with a cannabis company, just you think like what kind of bonuses and stuff do they give? So like <laughs> can a cannabis company like give their own business product to the employees as like some type of bonus? Interesting question. Interesting question, Jack. Right up your alley. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's up his alley for sure. I'm sure it varies from state to state. Um, I've been in on seminars with the EDD, which is our um, state regulation for t- collecting taxes and whatnot. Um, and they say yes, um, but really? you better believe wow. they want you to consider that income, right? So they can right. tax it. Oh, um, the BCC <laughs> says nothing about it. Um, I'm sure things will change in the future. Um, but I, I like to think of it no different than a bar. 
right? At a bar, yeah. hmm. uh, you might throw parties and give drinks and things like that. And it's just kind of the way that it goes. It's, it's very similar in the way that they treat uh, cons- consumption and giving it. It's just that they would, if it's a, it's a, if it's a good amount of good quantity of product, then they want it to be taxable. They want it to be considered income. Right. So you can give like, right? so you can yeah. give like a two thousand awesome. dollar vape cart bonus at the end of the year. Wow. <laughs> That's what the EDD seems to think. Whether or not people actually do that, right, right, completely different thing. Yeah. Wow. But so yeah, I mean. They're okay with it. That's as so long cool. as it's tax. That is amazing. <laughs> yes. Speaking wow. of alcohol, like, so when it comes to like Christmas parties, you know, I know in New York, we obviously alcohol, there's, you know, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but like in California, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, can you like, can employees like, just cause it's like alcohol in the situation, could they smoke cannabis instead of like, uh, hanging out at the bar at like holiday parties? Hmm. Yeah. Is that yeah, like socially so acceptable? It, it, yeah. It, it, kind of interesting right because it's all going to depend on where your party's at oh yeah yeah. right that makes sense you can't do it at work so it's like a a, like a like a public place or event hall or something maybe uh cool yeah i mean i guess that would just be something that like i mean i guess what you're thinking is just in regards to just the cultural aspect of it i mean drinking is a very social socially acceptable yeah like part of work culture smoking is not i mean smoking cigarettes is going out to take a smoke break i mean we have people that you know we'll get you know you see people getting terminated or written up all the time for taking 15 smoke breaks in a day um but cannabis uh smoke breaks or smoking cannabis at work or at work functions i mean that's going to be a new thing too i mean that's going to be like you know it can be a social recreational event so that's absolutely seems like it's going to be something employers are going to have to deal with down the road yeah um definitely yeah yeah and and, and it's really Go ahead. Yeah, Carol. I was just going to say, it, it really just kind of depends, right? I think that coming from a business owner, they want to protect their business and their investment at the end of the day. Yeah. And similarly to a bar, like you wouldn't want to yeah. overserve your employees, right? And right. so I think that if they were going to offer or allow, they just want to make sure that they're not going to, you know, knock people on their behind. Um, right. So if there's going to be consumption at the, the private, you know, location, um, I think that they just try to make sure that if they're supplying it, that it's not going to be something that they can have a liability with, mm-hmm. um, whether or not they allow their employees to consume their own product, different story. It just yeah. kind of varies case by case. Yeah. And again, it all comes down to the business owner and them wanting to protect their company. Um, but also they obviously can't be against you wanting to consume because that's what they're selling and that's what they're um, encouraging and supporting. So it, it's kind of, I just always go back to, it. it's just like a bar. You'd have zero tolerance of someone having a shot mm-hmm. on the job. Right. You'd, yeah. you'd have the same thing that's, in the cannabis space, um, yeah. whether or not it happens when the manager's not looking and eh, yeah. you know, it could happen, but that's they, they need to have like a pretty strict um, idea of how this should go in the workplace to to protect themselves really is what it comes down to right that's such a good analogy using a bar to kind of like understand yeah like, the different like it's it's similar in a lot of you know ways obviously there's differences but it's similar too yeah because you cool. can't yeah because you can't drink on the job obviously yeah so like you're not they, exactly you know but the thing is like i i the, re- the only reason why i feel like something like that could be different is because people use this medically nobody uses alcohol no, medically yeah, unless you're using it for anxiety which leads to way other bigger totally. problems yeah, right seriously. but like I, so it just gets trickier for that sense because like like most of these states that are legalizing it to begin with are legalizing it for the medical purposes. So like, what do you tell mm-hmm. those people they can't use it on the job or mm-hmm. it's, it just, it, it's, um, I think, I think 
in 30 years, we're going to be looking at right now. I think today it seems like we look at alcohol and, and cannabis almost the same way, but I think in 30 years, it'll be such a different way right. to look at both of them. Um, totally. just based on the way people, that. yeah, just based on the way people are viewing it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, it's kind of funny. Uh, my, the question I wanted to ask you also is, I mean, just in general, Kira, wh- what direction do you think everything's going right now with, with the businesses? I mean, the cannabis industry with the, the, the cannabis in the marketplace, the economy, all that stuff. I mean, are you guys seeing any major uh, like changes or yes. trends? I love being in this industry. Um, <laughs> they say, too, you know, within yeah, 10 years, cool. cannabis is going to be a hundred billion dollar industry. Um, California wow. will make up 34% of that. So we're in, we're, we're just seeing tremendous growth. I mean, I could tell you a story of, I went uh, to go meet with a potential client up in Skid Row in LA. And mm-hmm. literally when we pulled up, you know, I, I pulled up to that area. And for those of you that don't know what Skid, Skid Row is, it's an area in LA that the side of the streets are covered in tents and homeless folks, right? And so we get out and we're going in, we go in the building, you smell weed as you're getting close to the building, you go inside <laughs> and it's just this building apparently that had been vacant for 10 plus years mm-hmm. was gorgeous inside. Mm-hmm. They cleaned it up. Um, they're wow. operating a full seed to sell operation inside of there. And the coolest thing about that is today, currently the tents reside outside, but do you think that that business is going to in turn create more tax dollars to take care of those people? Yeah. And eventually you won't see that anymore. Not that we'd get rid of them, but that they would they yeah. would start to clean up the area and start to get them back for those folks to get them on their feet or whatnot. So I, I'm just seeing a tremendous uh, positive thing coming from this industry. Um, yeah. You have areas like the desert, and there's huge amounts of space that these people can go out and purchase large amounts of land, and then they have um, really great taxes out there for the plant. Mm-hmm. And they're going up, and they're, they're buying up all this land, and they're creating jobs. Hundreds wow, of jobs. There's so, dope. so many clients out in the desert area that have hundreds of employees. And wow. uh, it, it's just incredible. And they're grow facilities? So, is that what those are? Like grow facilities typically? Oh, yeah. yeah? Indoor wow. grow facilities. So That's awesome. they have a full indoor operation. They usually, like I said, they need anywhere from 65 employees to 300 employees to operate the entire um, operation. So it's pretty cool. Those yeah. areas awesome. don't necessarily have companies at that size. So it's cleaning it up, lowering crime. I mean, you name it. It's doing all of the things that we've been eager to have this industry um, be able to bring to the country. So I, I, it's exciting. And I love being part of this industry. Yeah. That is so awesome. cool. Yeah. And, no, just the way the, the the direction that the cannabis industry going is just it's so cool. Like you got a medical product that's like helping people and it's just things are changing. I think it's yeah. Crazy. I think the the coolest thing about the cannabis industry and just maybe the way and, and this is just my ex- personal experience with it as well is the way it fundamentally changes things from yeah. the top down in in a very like easy way. So like like we're le- if by legalizing cannabis, like what you're doing right off the bat is making it safer and more accessible for people. Right. And so like we know that now we're going to be purchasing something that is going to be safe, accessible. But at the same time, Kara, like you just said, we're going to be adding jobs and people are going to have business opportunities. Um, people are going to be using cannabis more. So maybe their anxieties will be lower. They'll have less medical issues. They'll be happier. We'll have a happier place. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like these these positive. I, it's all true. Yeah. These positive yeah. effects just permeate like throughout the economy and the industry. And and um, it's it's that is so exciting because I think, you know, one of the things that. That we look at is the economy and unemployment and whatnot, and um, 
and and I think that cannabis can really um, can really help with uh, with just just bringing everything back to life. I think in regards to like kind of kind of like jumpstarting the economy again and, and getting people happier again and all that good stuff. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, agreed no, on every level. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, well, listen, Kira. So, so I think anything else you, you'd like to add um, for the show? I, 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 as far as the questions go, I think this was a fantastic primer on for for our listeners on like just cannabis and in, in, in the workplace and the economy. Um, anything else you'd like to add, Kara, on your end for uh, Greenleaf Business Solutions? Yeah, no. I mean, I just want to let people know we're here to help. Uh, We definitely support the industry. We want to see every one of our clients and anyone venturing into this industry be successful. And we want to be your partner. We want to help out. We want to help navigate all of this. Um, Definitely, we're the ones rooting you on, cheering you on. And we want to see it legalized across the country. Mm -hmm. And on a federal level, it would be so amazing so that uh, (laughs) banking was uh, easily accessible (laughs) and people can operate their business like any other business um, in that regard. But that's that's it. Um, We have an awesome event coming up for anyone that might be in the California area. We're going to be having a private networking event at a private home in La Jolla. Um, If anyone's interested and they want to come, we're going to have venture capitalists there, licensed owners, dispensaries, et cetera. And um, if you go to our website, you can check it out, send us an email, and we'll we'll get you a ticket to get in there. That's awesome. What's your website again, Kira? It's greenleafbiz, B-I-Z, solutions.com. Solutions with an S, plural. Greenleafbiz Solutions. Awesome. Yeah, so I highly, highly recommend um, anybody that, that has a business out there or is, is operating a business in a space that is pseudo-cannabis legal, yes. right? Um, definitely, definitely look up Greenleaf Business Solutions um, for for advice, for, you know, reaching out for any type of assistance when operating the business, because that is a very, very, very tricky space. And we're very lucky to have people like, or companies like Greenleaf Business Solutions helping us navigate those things and and really opening the door to figuring out how we're going to be doing this in the future. Um, And that's really what you guys seem to be doing. And that's awesome. So Kira, um, really want to thank you for coming on the show. This gives us a different perspective uh, of what we typically have. and, And I just think it's really important that we do this. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Kira. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, for sure. Not a problem. And for all the other listeners out there, um, for every for everyone listening to the podcast here, we want to thank you all for coming on another awesome episode of the uh, Cannabis Connoisseur podcast. And Jack, we want to tell everyone to take a look at the Cannabis Sea because this episode is going to be on there as well. And make sure you share it. Yeah. Um, Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Um, and just the, the Cannabis Sea and that's that's our name to make the cannabis easy. c yeah. instagram, instagram facebook, facebook twitter, twitter yeah. check us out thank you for coming on again share this with somebody that you think this will be helpful for if they own a business run a business in a similar space this is super helpful make yeah. sure they know about it the website is greenleafbizsolutions.com check them out guys thank you everyone see you next week see ya listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com.
Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast, and of course, on PodConnects.